Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. And you know what that means. It's time to uh, call in or text in any kind of a car care question you may have if you're going to be bringing in your vehicle for service, but you kind of want to know ahead of the game what uh, what could be wrong with it. Uh, why don't you call Nick Stoffel or text him. Nick is a uh, he runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. He is an ASC certified technician there and been there for many, many years. If you uh, want to get in touch with him, uh, we'll give you that information in just a bit. Let's say good morning to Nick. Nick, how are you? Good. Well, how about yourself, Penny? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. We had uh, quite, quite the amount of rain after having a pretty dry summer. Suddenly we're being inundated. And uh, how about you at, uh, at your place? you get a lot of rain? Oh yeah, it, uh, we're, we're catching up really quick. They, they talked about a drought, and I'm pretty sure after after the last week, week and a half, we're going to be pretty well caught up. It seems like. It seems like it. Yeah, I was looking at some some uh, video from uh, New York. Amazing flooded streets and all that. And I'm thinking, well, we didn't have that fortunately, at least not to my knowledge, uh, anywhere. But what happens if a vehicle, if somebody decides, and we've addressed this on the show before, but if 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 you decide to go ahead and drive through a flooded street, what can happen, you know, maybe the worst case scenario, what can happen with your car, with your engine? Well, we've seen a variety of issues over the years. Um, one example I recall, someone was headed, I think, uh, 494 through Bloomington is a low area there. We've got a a, a really bad downpour, and there was standing water, significant amount of standing water on the on the highway, and they attempted to go through there. Now, keep in mind that the engine it's kind of kind of like a heart, you know, the oxygen or the air has to get into it. So that intake for the engine, depending where it's located, if it's high or even low, sometimes if it's low enough, and if it can take in some water, that water could potentially ruin the engine in, in the sense that that it'll create a, a hydrolock situation where 
the cylinders would fill with water, then the engine cannot rotate and it will continue to try. And in that process, it will bend a lot of damage, a lot of internal components. So if you see standing water, many reasons not to try to pass through it. One being that you don't want the vehicle to ultimately fail. Uh, other situations that we've seen over the years, um, and mostly with like a used vehicle or somebody's looking to purchase a vehicle and they want us to assess it, that will oftentimes get underneath, get up under like under the seats or up in the uh, floor pa- or the the floor of the vehicle where your feet are, and you'll see a lot of corrosion, a lot of rust from water. So, uh, or you know, in some cases, salt water, which is obviously more corrosive. But you just you know. Um, there's a reason that when there's flooding in the springtime, they have roads closed. Uh, and when you have these hard downpours, if you see standing water, you need to be very careful before you try to pass through that. Yeah, you don't, first of all, you don't know how deep it is <laughs> at all. So that's a whole other issue. So we're getting a bunch of text messages already. We uh, advise our listeners to, to do that very thing. Uh, we welcome your phone calls or text messages. Nick will be with us for about another half hour. So don't wait. Uh, if you uh, have a question, we'd love to hear from you. It's 651-461-9226. you got to help me with this. Uh texter uh, wrote this in early this morning. When storing a car, I heard the term dry gas. What is dry gas? When I, I know you and I have talked about the product stable, just, you know, put this gas stabilization liquid in there. But I'm, I'm trying to recall some old additive. Many years ago, people would add to their car, I think, during the winter. Was it uh, some type of uh, ethanol or alcohol or something? Well, you know, we used to have, uh, in the wintertime, isopropyl alcohol or heat or, you know, some of these heat, products. yeah, that, that was, was it. Heat, yeah. It was alcohol-based, and it would absorb the moisture in the gasoline. However, now we have ethanol in our fuel. So, uh, you know, all the gas, unless it specifically says there's no ethanol, but any of the regular 87 octane, the, the majority of the fuel that we use has a little ethanol in it. So it will absorb the moisture already. So you don't need to worry about that. But the stable does something, I'm not a chemist, to the fuel to keep it from turning on us. You know how if you have an old gas can in the garage and that gas has been there for a year or better, you'll take a sniff of it and it smells like turpentine or lacquer or something where the, the gas has changed, the chemistry has changed and it will no longer combust. So... If you're storing a vehicle, which people start to consider doing now for the winter, put a little bit of that, you know, follow the direction, but put some of that stable in there, and that will help save that fuel. Start to consider doing now for the winter, put a little bit of that, you know, follow the direction, but put some of that stable in there, and that will help save that fuel and preserve any or prevent any potential problems come springtime. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it does work. In fact, uh, just yesterday afternoon, I uh, uh, fired up... Uh, my snowblower, just getting that ready, just in case we do have snow this year. And uh, because I've always put stable in it, and it was one pull, and there it was. It, it was running. Oil is good and all of that. Uh, again, uh, 651-461-9226, getting a lot of questions. Here's, here's an interesting one, I think. And, again, we've talked about wiper blades before. But this question is, are the wiper blades you buy at your dealership as good as the ones you could buy at your local car parts store? Uh, with many products, there's a huge variety. Um, you know, the ones at the dealership were likely designed for the vehicle. A lot of the ones you see at the parts store, are, I don't want to say universal because even within the dealership, you know, they don't have a different type of blade for every vehicle. But um, a lot of times the attachments, if it happens to be a certain brand, it's going to have a different attachment. 
Um, I think if you're um, spending a decent amount of money, you're going to have a light quality wiper blade. Obviously, there's less expensive ones. There's probably some that are over the overkill. So, you know, somewhere in the middle is probably a, a good place to land. Um, I don't have an exact opinion on a brand. I mean, we like to use a, a better quality one just because we don't want people to have issues. You put wiper blades on. And I don't remember what the recommendation is, if it's annually or, or so forth. And I'm sure, um, you know, like this, this summer, we didn't use them much because it didn't rain. Well, now we're using yeah. them all the time and we're, notice, we're noticing that they're not working. But uh, especially going to winter months, like we talk, getting ready for the winter, a good set of wiper blades. You don't want to be smearing uh, that snow and stuff over the over your windshield. You want it to, to nicely squeegee and clear that glass. So buy a good quality wiper blade, whether it's from the dealer or parts store, and you should be sure it's just fine. And I assume it's safe to say, like most things, uh, you kind of get what you pay for, usually. Yeah, that's, I mean, you can overdo it, obviously, like yeah. with most things. But I, I, I agree. I think if you spend a decent amount of money, middle of the road or upper third, you'll be just fine. Because wiper blades, uh, you can you can buy some pretty expensive ones for sure, at least the ones I've checked on. So, All right. Tell you what, Nick, we need to uh, take a bit of a break here. Let's advise our listeners if you uh, have a uh, car care question. Don't wait. As I said, Nick will take his leave about 745. Call us or text us 651-461-9226 here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. We're here every Saturday right after the 7 o'clock news break. Denny Long here along with Nick Stoffel, ASC Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive. Nick, again, we always like to tell folks if uh, they need some help from Lloyd's, where do we find you guys? Absolutely. If you ever have a question, need a little advice, recommendation, feel free to call. Uh, you can reach us at 651-228-1316. And if you're ever on Grand in St. Paul, we're at 982. We just got our, our our pots all fixed up for the fall, so come check them out. Uh, say hi. And if you're on your on your device, your computer, laptop, what have, uh, we're at LloydsAutomotive.net. Very good. We'll get you that information uh, right uh, when uh, Nick is about to leave us. By the way, Nick, I'll, I'll probably see you guys with uh, some sweets uh, Monday morning. What do you think of that? That sounds great. I, I might even have a surprise mechanic for you if you're, you know where I'm headed with that. Oh, good. Somebody who you're, just graduated, I think. <laughs> no, no. Someone, your old friend. Your, your I friend know. Of, how, how long have you two known each other, do you think? Uh, Dan Burns, you're talking about. We have, I have known Dan for, well, probably uh, around 30 years now. That's a, well, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Well, you've known him a long time, too. I mean, even since you were a kid, you were working there. Yeah, I think it had a beat. I, I I started working for him when I was 15 years old, so I got, I got, I'm 47, so I got 32 years of, of having had the pleasure of being uh, an employee, a friend, you know, uh, you name it, and he's done it for me, so I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, well, we were about the same. I think I was 15, too, when I met him, something like that. <laughs> All right, <Fair> let's, <laughs> let's get back to business. Uh, Techner says, am I okay using gunk engine flush on a 12, uh, 2012 Acadia that uses synthetic oil, or is gunk only for conventional oil engines? First of all, what's gunk? I, I, it's an additive that's going to help um, clean out some of the sludge and some of that stuff. So we always say 
if you have a issue with the engine, there's not a product in the can that can fix it. However, as preventative maintenance, some of these fuel cleaners, oil cleaners, uh, can they do an okay job? For sure. But if you're if you're having oil consumption issues or some sludge issues that you were made aware of, you can't fix it with, with a, a product in a can. So if you're looking for maintenance, um, I don't know what the specifics of gunk and what it, what it's you know read the label, follow the instructions carefully. You know don't uh, don't don't go off off and do your own thing. You don't want to create a bigger problem for the motor. So um, I just I always tell people be careful, be cautious, follow the instructions. And once again, if you have a failure, a, a problem with the, the vehicle, you cannot fix it with the product out of the can. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Let's see if we can help texter Julie out here. Julie says, I have a 2015 Ford Explorer. My headlights no longer turn on automatically when it turns dark. A technician put in a new light switch, but it did not fix the issue. Do you have any other suggestions that I could try? I really missed that feature. That comes from Julie. Yeah. That's important because with more and more automated features in our vehicles, we we forget about uh, switches and such. Um, there there is a sensor likely on the dashboard. That's a light sensor, and you know you can maybe try yourself uh, or with with, a, with another person to try covering that up and see if the lights come on or, or don't come on. Um, check the settings also on the headlight switch. It should be set on auto if there's that that, that position. Um, and if you're not having any luck there, someone's going to have to, you know, print out the wiring diagram, figure out where the break in the circuit is, because uh, it's, it's a good feature. It's a comfort feature, but also we rely on it. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're going down there, you forget that one day and you're on the highway or on the road and you have no headlights and there might be enough ambient light to make you feel you're okay, but someone might not see you coming. So yeah. I would have that figured out sooner than later. Yeah, and if Julie can't do it herself, or she if she tries your advice and it does not work, yeah, get it in, uh, get it in for service. Uh, all right, let's see. I know we have to break for weather shortly. Here's another text, uh, Nick. It says, uh, "I have a 2002 Jeep Liberty. I replaced the alternator and battery, but the battery continues to drain after about 15 minutes of use. The alternator and battery both tested good." So they're. There's something, and this is a, goes along with that other texture. You know, there's a electrical circuit here, and obviously the the main components in this case are a battery and an alternator. But there's a lot of wiring. Uh, there's a fuse box. There's other. I think we lost you. Somebody can actually start to test the voltages, test the resistance, try to figure out where the break in the circuit is. Uh, also, that alternator may be computer-controlled, so the computer might not be getting the signal to operate that. So there's a lot of things at play here, especially with, as vehicles get newer, that you might need to have a, a professional to take a closer look. You know, this, in this case with this uh, texture, you don't want to be driving on the road if that alternator is not charging the battery because a fully charged battery is going to give you a, a half hour, maybe up to an hour's of drive time, and then it's done. It just stops wherever you're sitting is where you're sitting. So I wouldn't... Wait too long for I had that looked at. Yeah, good point. Let's do this. Uh, let's uh, make way for more texters and callers. If you'd like to call in your car care question, we'd love to hear your voice. Otherwise, just send a text if that is easier. 651-461-9226. Nick will be with us for about another 15 minutes or so. Uh, in just a moment or two, we'll have a look at that forecast 
uh, some warm weather here for the next two or three days and then uh, cooling off. We'll talk that in detail here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to the remaining minutes of CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here along with ASE certified technician Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, Nick, we have a bunch of text messages messages to uh, impart and uh, phone calls, as a matter of fact. In fact, let's get to the phones. Uh, Sean's calling in, I believe, from uh, Roseville this morning. Sean, good morning. What is your question for Nick? Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, we just recently bought a Lexus. 2013, <clears throat> excuse me, with 110,000 miles, it's an RX350. I'm getting conflicting uh, answers. Should I have that transmission was never flushed? It's in great condition. It runs great, you know, everything. Um, but some people say no. Some people say yes. Um, what, what is your advice on that? I would say that we, um, that the trend has definitely gone away from flushing, um, I do believe if you do a drain, if it's never been done, uh, a drain and fill is probably sufficient. If you're looking for more, you can see if it has a filter and an accessible pan that can be removed and you can take that process. But I, I do believe a drain and fill is, is sufficient. Uh, you know, flushing, you know, there's a lot of opinions, I guess, and I, I can't prove or to dismiss them about potentially creating more problems. I've not seen that. Um, but I would get on a regular maintenance. It's a good vehicle. It's a low mileage. It's a forever vehicle, meaning you should drive that thing until it doesn't go anymore. And adding, along with your regular maintenance, a transmission service every few years probably isn't the worst idea. All right. Very good. Thanks, Sean. Good luck with that. Uh, a lot of uh, additive questions this morning, it seems like. This one uh, from a listener says, is Seafoam a stabilizer? It's more of a cleaner, um, and, and read the can. Once again, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know all of that. Um, I, I think it might have some byproduct in it that might help stabilize the fuel, um, but I, I think most it's more of a cleaner than a, 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 a protective or a, an additive to keep the fuel from turning. So just re- read the can carefully, follow the instructions as described. Um, I know stable is a product that does that. I can't speak for facts on seafoam. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's more like a uh, carburetor cleaner kind of a, a thing. Um, is it okay, Texter says, to occasionally put E85 gas in the car uh, because it's cheaper? Uh, if the vehicle is equipped, read the owner's manual. Also, when you open the fuel door, the fuel cap will tell you whether or not it is E85 uh, approved or allowed. Now, one thing I want to you to understand is that E85 is a high alcohol content fuel. The alcohol burns faster, so it is less expensive, but your fuel economy might change or will change with that. So meaning I'm saving a few dollars, I'm getting fewer miles. Maybe the math is the same. I can't speak for your vehicle, but just keep that in mind where you might, oh, I'm saving a whole bunch of money, but boy, I went through that really fast. So there's kind of a, a trade-off there. Okay. Donna in Bloomington sent a text in, says this uh, 2003 Dodge Dakota pickup truck, the headliner cloth has come loose. How do you think it can be repaired, Donna asks. That's tough. There are some products that you can use that uh, you can use to reattach it. I've not had any success. It's a, you got to have the right set of hands and attention to detail to make that work. So 
I, I would, um, before you make matters worse, I'd maybe check with an upholstery outfit to say, hey, here's what's going on. Is there a way you can help me? They might have more experience and, and might save you some heartache versus trying to tackle that yourself. All right, let's see here. Before you leave us, another text just came in. Uh, my 2011 Camry windows stick a bit. It might be due to the age of the car. Is there anything I can do to resolve this problem? Well, try cleaning those window channels. Um, you know, take a rig, maybe some Q-tips, those areas that the window rides and make sure they're clean. And then uh, be very careful, maybe a very, very small amount of silicone spray. You don't want to use an oil-based product that's going to damage the rubber. You don't want to use a product to collect a bunch of dirt. So I'm talking a very small amount to maybe just slightly lubricate that window channel after it's clean. I think you'll find out if you clean it, that'll probably be sufficient. This is what I think is a good question, uh, and I, 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 I've done it to my uh, old, old, old snowblower. Uh, the question from a listener is, and it doesn't say the age of the vehicle or what it is, can I use synthetic oil after using uh, regular oil all these years? Heck, I'd say you go know, for it. What would you say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, people used to, the additives are different, the cleaning, um, and, you know, the, the agents or the, the detergents are different. Um, you know, if you're looking to get a longer life, you know, there's a lot of products out there that can, you know, market and advertise. So I, I don't see any reasons why you can't. Um, if you're not having any issues, you're not using any oil, things seem to be working well, I might also just not create a problem for myself. So in other words, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And exactly. <laughs> Perfectly right. put. All right. Now, uh, again, uh, for those folks that maybe need some help, uh, whether they want to get their uh, vehicle or vehicles ready for winter, maybe they've got a son, a granddaughter, whatever the case may be, that's uh, going away and needs a uh, car, a new vehicle, and they're testing out. Whatever the case may be, how do we find you guys at Lloyd's? Yeah, absolutely. So once again, if you have a question, need advice, feel free to call us, 651-228-1316. If you happen to be on Grand, um, Yellow Brick Building, Green Awning, on the corner of Grand and Chatsworth, swing by and say hi. And if you wouldn't mind, check out our website, lloydsautomotive.net. Easy as that. I'll tell the guys I'll be sweetening their morning uh, come Monday, all right? Well, they appreciate it. I assure you that. All right. Thanks a lot, Nick. We'll uh, we'll see you Monday morning. And uh, we'll talk okay. again and uh, do the show again next week, right? That would be fantastic. All right. Thanks so much, Nick. Nick Stoffel, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Get ready for Jack Farrell's Wine Chat straight ahead, and then Julie Weisenhorn will be with us from the U of M in the 8 o'clock hour for our Smart Garden Show. So a lot of garden questions in the 8 o'clock hour. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.